it's the idea that your reality and my reality of this situation, there's three realities happening. There's what's actually happening, there's how you're seeing it and how I'm seeing it. Welcome to Hope to Recharge podcast. Thank you for joining me here again today. Every week we meet here to break the stigma around mental health and to bring you insight and inspiration and lots of practical tips from personal stories or professionals around the world that share how they turn their journey of mental health into healing or to thriving. Together we will break the stigma one story at a time. In mental health together is always better. Thank you for joining me here today. I'm your host, Matana. Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by DBT Path. My emotions were all over the map. And even though I knew in my heart that I was capable, bright, and had potential, I'd repeatedly do things that others would say was self-sabotaging. I didn't want to sabotage myself. I just truly didn't know how to manage my emotions. And believe me, I'd tried a lot of things. It wasn't until I learned dialectical behavior therapy, DBT skills, that I learned how to embrace my sensitivity and finally feel in control. Whether for you it's BPD, by bipolar, anxiety, PTSD, or any other reason that you regularly experience intense emotions, you can create the life that you want, all online in a caring, non-judgmental community. Go to EmotionallySensitive.com now and join us. Learn DBT skills, change your life. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me here today. Today, I have a guest that I'm so excited. I'm literally catching her on her recovery bed after surgery. And she had a surgery last week, my dear new friend, Naomi Peled from Israel. Thank you for joining me here right after surgery. Thank you so much for having me. This is such fun. So I saw her journey just recently. I don't know why, but my Facebook invited her to my energy because we're talking about lifestyle, fitness, food, and how it affects mental health and how what we eat is what becomes us and what we do with our body affects our mind. And I saw her literally 30 seconds of a video that she posted and I started crying. I literally started crying crying. And I reached out to her. I didn't know she was from Israel. And then it went to a new level of awesomeness when I found out she's from Israel and she lives near my sister. It was just a new level of awesomeness. And I said, I need to interview you. I want to hear your story. And I need you to share your wisdom with our community because there's so much wisdom in your journey. And she's, I would love to, but I'm going into surgery in a few days. So we're going to deep dive into it. As I said, she's in the middle of the summer. Her kids are in the background. You might hear them. She's recovering from her surgery. So Naomi, when I texted you and I said, I want you to talk to my community about the relationship between food and exercise and our mental health, you said something so brilliant. You said, and vice versa. It's not only what we eat and exercise that affects our mental health. When our mental health is stable, it affects what we put into our mouth and how we treat our body. Tell me more about that. So I won't go back to the beginning. So when I'm really stressed and I I could eat above chocolate and I could put on weight, but when I'm relaxed and in a good place, I could eat that same bar of chocolate and I would even lose weight the next day. Is that true? Yeah, it's happened to me a few times. I find it, especially on Shabbat, if I'm really stressed, 
even eating so healthy and don't deviate and don't eat even challah, I can put on weight just from being stressed. Because I think that when you're so stressed and your cortisol levels get high, so much of my life I was overweight. I've lost half my body weight, more than half my body weight now. But so much of my life I was overweight and it was a wall around me. My fat was hard wall. And I, I really believe that when you're in a positive state, doesn't it matters what you eat because I'm telling you it does matter what you eat. But if you do have treat days and, and go off, do it when you're in a positive mental state, not in an emotional eating state, because the way that your body will react to it is totally different. Wow, that is such a brilliant insight. That is so brilliant. We don't think about it that way. We always think, oh, right. if, if I exercise, if I watch what I eat, if, if I'm mindful of what goes into my body, so I'll be mentally healthy, and which is true. But it's also that when you true. eat the treat, where is it coming from? Is it coming from anxiety? Is it coming from stress? Is it coming from comfort of something of pain? Or is it coming because you're treating yourself now? What state is it coming into your body? Wow, that is brilliant. So we're going to elaborate a little bit more, but I want to give the audience a background because you said you lost half of yourself. And I remember when we spoke, you told me how much you lost. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's more than I weigh. So yeah. let's go back and give them a few minutes of your story. What happened before you gave birth to your twins? So you told me a little bit about that story. So let's share it with the community. What made you do that switch and say, oh my God, I must choose myself or I'm going to die? Okay, so I've been overweight all my life. And the heaviest, I was nearly 340 pounds, just half a pound under 340. And I always wanted to lose weight. I was, I even had weight loss surgery that didn't work 12, 13 years ago, and it didn't work. And I got married. I wasn't as heavy as I was uh, when I got married. And my husband loves me no matter what. And I, I got pregnant with my daughter straight away. My first child, she was born uh, 10 months after we got married. And then I had a massive gap where I, I didn't get pregnant. And I went to a naturopath and she got me to stop eating tomatoes and different things. And then she got me on some supplements. And then I got pregnant with my twins. Um, naturally. I, I got pregnant with identical twins. Naturally. All naturally. Na there was no nowhere. fertility treatments or anything? Nothing. I was trying to get pregnant for about nine, ten months. And then my natural, oh, you should try these supplement that I'm giving all my clients now. It's really good. And I used it. I didn't even think of it. But five months later, I was pregnant with wow. my twins and I hadn't lost any weight but yeah I got pregnant and then unfortunately I stopped that supplement and I had been feeling great on it but I stopped it because I was pregnant and I couldn't even swallow water easily let alone supplements and I had a very hard pregnancy I'm probably blessed because my mom and my uh, grandma and me we all have low blood pressure so I wasn't uh, diagnosed with what's it called when you have high blood pressure when you're pregnant I can't remember but I wasn't diagnosed with that. But when I gave birth to my twins, it was probably pretty obvious that I had that problem. And I can't remember. So I had low blood pressure. So I it didn't put me into this bracket. But when I had my twins, I was very swollen. I probably put on 10 kilos in the couple of weeks before, not of weight, but of, of fluid. Two weeks before I um, gave birth to my uh, twins, I was actually in the hospital because I had bled. I made my husband stay with me. It was the week before Pesach and they 
uh, were threatening that maybe I'd have to give birth. But I bled once and that was it. But they kept me in there for five days. And they made me do a urine test where I had to pee in a bottle for 24 hours. I think they got 200 milliliters for me. And wow. I drank way more. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. My body was just holding on to everything. My my legs were, they fat, but they were tree trunks. They were hard leather. And literally after birth, uh, liquid started falling out of my legs. It was really crazy. Wow. Yeah, that was bonkers. So how much did you weigh at this point that you're in your ninth month of twins? I think I weighed 130-ish kilos, which is, it was 131 kilos after I'd given birth to them. And they were about five kilos, 131 kilos. So it's about, I think it's about 270, 280 pounds. I think that's what it is. So you were less than your heaviest. Yeah, I was less than my heaviest. I'd lost and then I put on. And it, right. Okay. But I wasn't my heaviest. But I think you saw my video of me walking. Yes. We're going to put a link of it because it's uh, just unbelievable. Yes. And after your birth, you went through something. Yes. 12 days after birth, I bled out again. And I ended up uh, in the ICU and I had a pulmonary embolism. They probably left placenta inside that. And some doctors say it's because I was overweight. Some doctors say it's just because of uh, hormones. I have plenty of slim friends who've had pulmonary embolisms post-birth. But my fa- my the, my recollection is I went to sleep for the second operation because they couldn't stop the bleeding uh, on the Monday morning. And on the Thursday morning at 8.30 in the morning, I see my dad walking in to my room uh, with a um, holdall. He just had an overnight flight. Because they thought I was going to die. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Because you were hemorrhaging so much and they couldn't stop it. So firstly, I was hemorrhaging. But after they managed, I don't know how long that operation was. Because they did a DNC and then I woke up and I was bleeding. And then they were like, okay, we're going to have to go back in 10 to 10. I remember those clocks, mm-hmm. the very school clocks that you had. Yeah. You would always stare at. It was one of those. And I remember them saying okay I was like, don't lose my phone it's got thousands of pictures of my newborn babies you have newborn babies they were in shock because I'm just a patient that's there they don't ha- know anything about wow. who this patient is so Anissa just promised me she wasn't going to lose my phone because my husband and my mother weren't there they were with my newborn twins at home looking after them so uh, when I worked so that was 10 to 10 on the Monday morning and on the Thursday morning I woke up to my dad coming in and I hear my mom and my dad started shouting at the doctors because they're talking about me being psychotic because I found out two weeks ago today that one of my the problems of me personally going and having any anesthetic is it sends me crazy is it true I don't know what happened after when I was in the hospital 12 days postpartum but this time they tried to say I was psychotic again Real psychotic? Real psychotic? They they tried to say I wasn't. I was someone who's coming out of anesthetic and maybe I'm not as chilled as, as other people coming out. Can you be chilled coming out? I don't know. But like, yeah, it's, it's interesting the wording that they use. Yeah, they definitely had, saw some kind of a side effect. And they were. Yeah. So back when you were after birth. They didn't like that side effect. (laughs) Yeah. My my father walks in from the hospital. It's like, don't talk about my daughter like this. And it was magic. I actually came out of the hospital that day. But I came home on that Thursday. I think my dad had already gone. He'd got a taxi to Modian. 
And I came home and I don't think I really knew what had happened to me. Someone came in with food for my family, as many people did. And uh, she said, oh, I was going to come tomorrow to look after the twins, but you're home, so I don't need to, do I? And my mom said, yeah, we're going to cancel it now because we're here to help. Because okay. uh, every three hours, two people from my community, if I knew them or not, they had come in. Believable. So over three days, that would be 16 times two, 48 people. I don't know if some were duplicates, but this is what really made me change. Not them coming in, but firstly, me losing four days of my newborn's life. And secondly, the months afterwards, I was probably in the days and I may have had postpartum depression, but being given pictures, shown pictures, oh, this is when I looked after Prince, oh, this is when I looked after Munchkin, because I, I called my children, they weren't, uh, they hadn't had their Brit yet, they were Brit 24 days. They weren't so circumcised, they were not everybody understands. They were, oh, sorry, they weren't yeah. circumcised yet. So the name comes with circumcision, so they weren't circumcised, so we give fake names until circumcision. Yeah, all my children had the N and I in their names, so they were Prince and Munchkin before. I even call them that, that now. Who's Prince and who's Munchkin? And that's what made me change because I don't want to miss my children's uh, childhood. And my grandma, who died uh, 12 years ago, she was 92 when she died. So she was overweight, but there's longevity in my family's life. So why should I risk, firstly, leaving my husband to deal with my kids? And secondly, without a mummy? or grandma or great grandma. What was that switch that you made? What was, cause you said that you always wanted to lose weight and you were looking into it for years and it wasn't going exactly the way you planned. What do you think happened after the birth of the twins and you being in the ICU and losing that week or so of being with your children, your newborns, what changed and how did it change? Like what was the actions that you took that was different? And now how much do you weigh now? Now, I don't know because I haven't weighed myself properly since my operation, but uh, 160, something. Yeah. 160 pounds. So literally half of yourself, literally more than half of yourself. So you lost it. And in the video, you could see you can hardly move. You could hardly move to do the exercise. To think of the goal that you need to set and that that desire and that commitment to the process, immense. So what was it? Give us some insight. What was the first step you took? Because to achieve, to, to really think that you're going to lose half of your body mm -hmm. was probably not even in your dreams, right? No. Originally, I have you heard of the three principles? Share it with us. Oh, yeah. three principles is uh, mind, thought, and consciousness. And I did it. I did a course in it for women about 14 years ago, but I didn't really implement it. My mom's always trying to help me. She's, she took on uh, long-term fasting because she was trying to find the ways to help me, but she found for herself. <laughs> That's how she ended up doing that. So she was into three principles and she said something, oh, do you want to go and speak to someone? So I went to... Uh, the person who taught me is a rabbi and his wife. Their daughter was living in Jerusalem and I went for a few sessions. It's the idea that your reality and my reality of this situation, there's three realities happening. There's what's actually happening. There's how you're seeing it and how I'm seeing it. And I can't explain the full technique, but it's really, really good. It's, I'll give you another example. My husband and me, we were both, he, this was a, a couple of years ago. He used to buy me iced coffee at Holy Bakery. And he goes in to get me uh, iced coffee and he comes back, oh, that's disgusting. And I was staring at the door. 
And he was, he also said that's disgusting. What, what's disgusting as a term? Because that woman's skirt's too short. I was like, that's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing someone picking their nose. <laughs> you saw two different things. Everyone sees the conversation you and me are having, your interpretation and my interpretation are totally different. And how people interpret their thoughts and, their, and turn it into reality can make or break their life, really. But that's what it's about in a nutshell. So what happened? So did you go for these few sessions? Yeah. And I just got into that. And then I started getting into personal development and learning and different things. And over the years, I've taken on more and more. But it's, it's also about knowing what your why is. My why for losing weight previously was always about, I want to lose weight so I can wear this and the other. I want to lose weight so I can go uh, that's because I, so I'll be accepted by people so people won't stare at me but it wasn't deep enough and then my thyroid got really out of whack and I was trying to lose weight I was seeing a CBT person and he was really scared he was really worried because I was really depressed and anxious uh, more depressed and he sent me to a psychiatrist who sent me for blood work your thyroid is way out I had had an underactive thyroid since I was 21 and before that I had it but I would deal with it naturally but two three years ago it was completely out of whack and I went on to a crazy amount of levothyroxine and it balanced how did it balance but I had to keep it at that level with their medication but since then I'm medication free since last June I haven't taken wow. any but that's because of my whole food capsules that I take and vegan amigas have completely changed it. Your lifestyle, your exercise, your eating habits, your mindfulness, right. everything together. Yeah, you are what you eat. So if you put the nutrition inside your body, then your body completely changes and it helps and the clarity. Also, right now I'm doing something called Kickstart 10. And probably 90% of the 95% of the time I don't have milk because I know that it takes away clarity of my mind. It's not good for my ADHD. Or, or anything, or ADD, not ADHD. And uh, I'm doing that at the moment. It's amazing when you take, I don't really have ever have gluten, but when you take gluten and uh, milk products, stuff that out of your body, your mind is so much clearer. You don't have the fogginess. How old are your twins? Uh, five. So your journey started five years ago, literally five years ago. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, but my weight loss is more than two and a half years, but yeah. Only two and a half years? Yeah. Why? So what happened? So between? October October 2018. So you made the commitment really five years yeah. ago when they were born. You started the three principles. I think it's called Shloshta Meimadim in Hebrew, right? Oh, I don't know. I think I so, yes. It's very big in Israel, very big in Israel. I did it with... Oh, I really? Was, yeah, I, was, I did it when I was recovering from depression and I wanted to conceive... And I had early ovarian failure. So Israel is huge in it, really big in it. So you decided that you're going to start five years ago, but it really took two and a half years. What happened for two and a half years?
Do you sometimes feel stuck? Do you wish you can be somewhere else? Do you have a vision of where you want to get to, but you just don't know what the first step to take in order to get to that life that you're dreaming of? Many people ask me, what did I do in order to create this wellness that I'm living in? How did I shift from deep depression, from extreme anxiety to a thriving life, to a productive life, to a life full of joy? I put many things into practice and it's every single day. Many of you know that it's gratitude, a healthy mindset, boundaries, self-love, and one of the most important things that many people don't speak about, forgiveness, self-forgiveness and forgiveness to others, essential for healing. If you want to work one-on-one with me in order to move forward towards that dream life that you have a vision of, click the link below in the show notes. It's a custom-made program for you, one-on-one with me. We will develop a concrete program that you can implement in your life so you can create a better well-being. Click the link below. Looking forward to working with you. And now enjoy the rest of the episode. So you decided that you're going to start five years ago, but it really took two Mm -hmm. and a half years. What happened for two and a half years? So the food, I didn't change the food straight away. I changed the food in May 2018, but I was yo-yoing with the same 12 pounds. And then in October 2018, I met another twin mom to be who was completely opposite to me. Firstly, she was slim. Secondly, she was 36 weeks bouncing around full of energy, only put on weight there and was still working, was still happy. I, I, I had worked to the end, but I was exhausted and I would sleep for crazy amounts of time. And she had a four-year-old and she was bouncing around. And I suddenly saw these capsules that I took before um, I conceived my twins and the shakes on her side. I was like, I said, oh, I used to have that. I used to use it. She said, why aren't you using it? I started taking my capsules again and my thyroid started to work. I hadn't noticed it six years earlier to now, three years earlier. If it had worked, my thyroid, I know that I got pregnant, but I didn't notice if my thyroid changed. Uh, because as soon as I was pregnant, they up your medication. And within six weeks, my weight started to fall more. And like, there wasn't the yo-yoing anymore. I'd already changed what I was eating. And I just went from there. Then I added the shakes because uh, they helped with my cravings. Not that I was having, I'd already been working for six months on like the mindset side of eating. And before that, I'd worked on the mindset. So yeah, I just incorporated that. And then I had a community and I, you probably saw the video of me trying to do this squat that was on the 1st of December, 2018. That was the person who had me inside. I joined this challenge, 30 days squat challenge. And uh, to, to be able to do it, you had to send a video or a picture of yourself doing it every day to get in, in with the chance of winning. <laughs> so I would send her the videos. That's the only reason I have them. I would send her the videos and I did win it. You did win it. You did? I did win it. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. That video is great because like everyone's now is like, whoa, that's where you came from. <laughs> yes. like That video is what's uh-huh. shocking. Like, I just seeing that commitment and I'm surprised because for two and a half years, you're trying to lose and it's not really working and you didn't give up. You're okay. I'm going to start. I'm going to try this squat. Two and a half years. I didn't, it wasn't the food that was a thing. I was just trying to cope with life. Really. It was later. It was May, 2018 when I made the commitment. That was two years after they were born that I wanted to change how I look and be healthier because 
they were two and they're boys and even though they're quite calm they're not going to be all their life and I want to now I can run down the road with them and then we can race they're five and I just want to keep getting faster <laughs> so that I can beat them always. <laughs> Did you believe that it would happen when you started in May 2018? May 2018 probably not but October I said on my 40th birthday I want to hit my uh target and um, what's your target I was like I don't know so it was actually lucky because I'm happy but obviously I have extra skin and stuff and that's why I had my surgery and uh yeah so I'll keep going but I'm healthy now like I'm it's good I ran with my kids when I am not post-surgery and I feel good most of the time and I get up early every morning and when I'm not post-surgery. <laughs> I normally right. get up at 4.30 and do my miracle mornings. Oh, you do miracle do morning with Hal, Hal Elrod? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that something that changed your mindset? The writing, the meditation, the exercise, the affirmations. Is that something that really changed something by you? 2020, January, I read the book. And it probably is why I was able to succeed over Corona. I'm sure of it. Because wow. so many people I know went on like, Corona killed me, blah, blah, blah. And like, you can do what you, whatever you want in life. You don't need to blame it on some external. Yeah. So I always tell people that uh, Miracle Morning is awesome. And you know what's so incredible? That in Israel, Israel suffered one of the, I think one of the top 10 countries that suffered with a lockdown. Your lockdown was brutal and time and time again it wasn't it was relentless the lockdowns you didn't have freedom to even go out to the supermarket sometimes and you didn't give up you were you said i'm going to do whatever i can from my home you said i'm not going to let corona change yeah. my mindset it's amazing we i had the worst lockdown story was the 16th of march 2020 i did my miracle morning i went for my run and I was at the end of my 4K run and I was running up this hill and my husband calls me and goes, you, are, you have to come home now. I'm like, we got, we're in Bedouza. What are you talking about? is quarantine. What are you talking about? He's like, you haven't heard. You haven't heard the whole school's in lockdown. Uh, that was my daughter's school. And I was, I haven't seen her this morning. It's the same state as yesterday. I'm going to finish <laughs> my run and I'm going to go and buy food and I'm going to go to the post office because there's something at the post office. Because if we're going into two-week lockdown, and that was at the beginning, and we'd heard about a few people. This was the weekend. This was, I think this was the Monday after Purim. Yeah. And our neighborhood got completely contaminated. Yeah. We became the lurgy neighborhood. People wouldn't even drive into the neighborhood. We literally went from us being in quarantine to lockdown and not being able to walk more than 100 uh, meters from your house. And right. uh, yeah, if I hadn't had my miracle morning and if I hadn't had walk at home that my friend had introduced me to, on the 16th of March, I was meant to do the 5K in Jerusalem uh, in the aid of my cousin's charity. And I was like, I'm still going to do it, but I'm going to do it in my salon. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> so I walked around my side, wow. back to the pause in my Good salon. Good for you. <laughs> oh, that's just the power of a mindset. You're not letting anything mm -hmm. come between you and your goal, I'm going to make it work no matter right. what. Wow. So I know you have to go. So I want to just wrap up and give the audience, give for them an example of that, what a day looks in Naomi's world when she started this journey in May 2018. What does a day look like no matter what in your life? Okay. Uh, no matter what. So normally I wake up at 4.35 in the morning. 
now I listen to Priming with Tony Robbins after I do my, my morning thank you prayer. So I do my priming, which is gratitude. And I can send you a link so you can share it, which is about 10, 15 minutes. And then I do my affirmations. Then I do journaling. I do 10 minutes of reading. Right now I'm reading Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. And then I do my exercise, which to me is also meditation. Normally I will like work out for half an hour. In your house or you walk or run? In my house. And then if there's no one awake, I will then go walk or run. And I, when I start that off, I do this 20 minute, 19 minutes on YouTube. It's 100 affirmations. And that's what started me originally. I would walk around and I would say these affirmations, even if I didn't believe them. And maybe I don't believe them all now. But the more you say them, you have, if there's something you want to do, You just have to keep telling yourself, I am beautiful, even if I don't believe it. Uh, I'm going to make wise choices today. I'm going to make healthy choices today. Uh, I inspire all these things. The same ones you listen to every day, the same hundred? Yeah, and I repeat them. I repeat them over and over again. Can you send us a link of that and we'll put it in the show notes? Yeah, I will. Okay, great. So you already told me so much that you do. How long is this already? An, An hour? An hour, an hour and a half, but I'm getting up at 4.30. So I originally got up at 4.30 because I was working at the same time when I first started my Miracle Mornings and then we got locked down. So I, I continued doing it because then I would continue working straight afterwards. But now at the moment, I, I do that and then I take my kids off to get their bus to school. And then I, don't, I normally do intermittent fasting. So in the morning, I'll have my capsules. And I'll drink about two liters of water and then I'll have my shake that I have in or oatmeal about 11 o'clock in the morning. And then I'll eat vegetables, lunch, veggies, most uh, meal, the salad or I don't know if you saw my post yesterday, massive thing of, of air fried veggies with I made vegan tofu, but you can have any protein. And then I try to stop eating by six or seven in the evening and I'll drink tea, water, tea infusions. Uh, I, I drink a lot of water, half my body weight in water. And, half your uh, yeah, body weight in water? Yeah, so every two pounds of weight is one fluid ounce of water. That's what they recommend. Okay. Yeah, um, because your body is uh, 70-something percent water. So you have to clean it every day. Yeah. So you drink two liters of water? No, I drink way more than two. No, no, you said in the morning you drink two liters of water with your yeah. vitamins, with your supplements. Yeah, I drink two about, liters in 10 minutes. No, I drink three, 400 milliliters with my capsules and then I drink the rest before I eat anything else. So sometimes I put some lemon in some of it. Sometimes I'll have warm water. Yeah, it's really important to hydrate because people think that you have to drink coffee to wake up. You have to... Uh, oxygenate yourself with water to wake up so by 11 you're only water with with your supplements at 11 you do mm-hmm. your oatmeal isn't oatmeal gluten no i do gluten-free oatmeal i either do oatmeal with my protein powder but that's what i do in the winter and that but in the summer or i'll do um frozen smoothie the power smoothie so i i my favorite is chicory uh, which is coffee iced coffee or starbucks frappuccino but i'll see version it's delicious okay yeah with cauliflower rice (laughs) i have so many questions you have to go we're gonna have you on again but i want to leave the audience with your pattern of the morning because i believe that and i talk about this all the time on my podcast the way you start your morning is how we're gonna end up 
So by right. the time you finish your affirmations is when you're starting your morning. You you set it off for a very good beginning. So your affirmations, you're done your 100 affirmations, you're eating well, you're watching your nutrition, and you're exercising. Besides that half an hour a day, you don't exercise at all? That's it? Only that half an hour in the morning? The half an hour plus a walk. You said that in the morning, you do a half an hour in the morning. Yeah, plus if I have time for a walk. I'll do I'll do the the workout plus the walk but that's it and then in the and yeah but it's intensive walk but it's not like you're a crazy workout the two hours a day that's what I want the audience to understand it's oh, a commitment yeah, no. to like the I process can do, but I like have to make sure it's not always practical sometimes I'll do more than one at the end of uh, 2020 I wanted to finish a program <laughs> by the end of the year so I like doubled every every day and that was like an hour and a half but yeah realistically you don't need to do that and I, I tell my people every day my my clients it's 80% mindset and nutrition it's only 20% movement love that love that I'm gonna let you go Nomi we're gonna have you back again to deep dive into the mental part sure. how the mental gets affected how you're so much happier today how much you have so much energy today how much you're more aware of what is happening with you manifesting life enjoying life living life to the max thank you so much before you go what does hope mean to you what is hope oh hope means that you can do whatever you want in your future that uh, you don't have to be stagnant and live in your past and with your negativity you can do whatever you want in life whatever you set your mind to absolutely thank you so much and it was a really good the quote I saw. Don't let today go by without living it. Don't let today go by without living it. That wasn't the quote, but I just said that. That's yeah, a quote by Naomi. By it. Okay, <laughs> that's the quote by Naomi. Thank you for gifting us this post-recovery, post-surgery, this immense amount of inspiration. We're going to have you back on again to deep dive into a little bit into the mindset practice that you do, because I think that's going to be gold. Okay. Send us all the links of the affirmations, the meditation, whatever books you recommend and your website, please send us your website that if someone wants to get in touch with you, where you hang out, Instagram, what our Facebook, wherever it is that they can contact you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye till next time. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for listening till the end. We highly appreciate all of our listeners. And Mental Health Together is better. You being here means a tremendous amount to us. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like some extra boost of information and inspiration that is not on the podcast, you can go to our website, hopetorecharge.com. There's some premium content that for the cost of a cup of coffee, you can download some amazing information that will help you, a tool that will guide you through life. don't skip a beat. Don't hesitate. Go to hopetorecharge.com and see what other offerings we have there for your mental health well-being. Thank you for joining us. And remember, if you enjoyed this and you want to say thank you, the best way of gratitude will be by you leaving a review or a comment or sharing this with a loved one. There is no greater form of gratitude for us. Thank you. Bye till next time.
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com, the leading online platform for therapy. You can access thousands of therapists one click away. Go check out BetterHelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. Get 10% off your first month. Start your wellness now.